Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to the Tom Myers versus the rest of the world New Hampshire primary special. Well, New Hampshire voters participated in their primary, which, of course, saw Donald Trump win over Nikki Haley. It's a shame for Haley because she's the type of person who in school would study and do all of the assignments, while Trump is the kid who would bring porn and show everyone while it was hidden in his textbook. <laughs> Trump is all but saying that Republicans shouldn't vote for Nikki Haley because she's a woman. In fact, his campaign slogan is really close to being, I am not woman, hear me shit myself. <laughs> In the exit polling for New Hampshire, 8% of the GOP primary voters identified as Democrats. I'm not sure I could cross over to influence a Republican primary. Like both Nikki Haley and Donald Trump are basically conservatives. We can't forget that for Democrats, choosing between Haley and Trump is for the rest of us 
choosing whether we want to have hard stools that we really have to strain to pass oh, or whether we want Crohn's disease. Oh, <laughs> Trump supporters are complaining that Democrats and unaffiliated voters are voting in their primary. They're insulting them, which is quite ironic because you want them voting for your candidate when it comes to the general election. You want to do everything you can appeal to non-Republicans. For example, you may not like your girlfriend's parents, but you have to be nice to them so your conscience will let you get to third base with their daughter. <laughs> During the course of the campaign, Donald Trump confused Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi when talking about January 6th. Because of that instance, among others, there has been speculation of a serious cognitive decline in Trump, which I find shocking that anyone's been able to tell the difference. <laughs> Joe Biden won the Democratic primary in a write-in campaign with no campaigning and his name not even on the ballot. Even with all that stuff, Biden having a larger margin of victory than Trump is a bit like the tortoise and the hare story, except Trump is neither the tortoise nor the hare, but a greased pig with rabies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dean Phillips and Marianne Williamson, bless them, campaigned in New Hampshire despite the fact that no delegates will be awarded because New Hampshire scheduled its primary before the Democratic National Committee rules said they could. Basically, they're like Alex Murdoch campaigning for a world's greatest dad t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> In his efforts to campaign for Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani was seen working as a barista and serving coffee to supporters. Ostensibly, that's what he was doing. He was actually earning money to pay off his Shea Ross Ruby Freeman settlement. <laughs> and on that note on with the show please join me in welcoming jeff heisen michelle wojcikowski and polite kitty hey tom, hey, tom. Uh, welcome back um so what did we all think of the new hampshire results what one thing you see there is the way trump i'm sorry to use that word uh <laughs> Was annoying. Oh, if only that was the le if only that was the most offensive thing that was said on this podcast. Uh, was anointed by the RNC as the presumptive uh, victor, and they 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 stopped their plan, but they were about to say it's over, and they were criticized, and for some reason they said, "Oh, we we're not going to do that," but their plan was after New Hampshire was to uh, give Trump the nomination and make the rest of the primaries moot, which is shockingly for the Republicans, not how, how democracy works. Does Honestly, it really make you shocked, though? Because I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm being facetious. <laughs> I just feel like thinking, we're not, we're not going to waste any more time on this crap. Everybody knows what's going to happen. Let's just put, I, I just can't, I just can't believe He's going to be the nominee again. I can't believe, you know, I, I go back to the days of Mitt Romney and John McCain and think, wow, we didn't know how good we had it. You know? I mean, seriously. A guy who talked about binders full of women and who generated memes saying he wanted to kill Big Bird was who, who knew that would be the bright spot of this country. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. the apex of the Republican Party. 
we were talking about that because I guess I'm on the younger side and, you know, my first election, presidential election that I got to vote in, you know, was uh, the second George Bush. That was mine as well. Yeah, actually, my first election was the 2002 Maryland gubernatorial election. So I think I, I voted for Kathleen Kennedy Townsend. So if I were able to do that, then I'd have a very I, I, I would have a very that was a, that's a very low threshold for me. <laughs> it's, it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> well, uh, well, you raise an interesting point, Tom, uh, that about the cognitive cognitive issues with Trump. And yet all Republicans do is say Joe's old. Joe's old. He doesn't I make. Know, right. Like he doesn't make mistakes like that. Their guy confused, and that that's a that's quite a mistake. And his campaign tried to explain it by saying that Haley is. Uh, we're trying to show that Haley is just as liberal as Pelosi. No, you weren't. It was one broad in his view, and mm-hmm. one broad's another broad. Mm-hmm. Because it's perfectly reasonable to confuse. Someone from San Francisco with someone from South Carolina. It's perfectly reasonable. They're both women. What's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) They're both brunettes. (laughs) Not as tight. Joining us tonight to go ahead and discuss further uh, the impact of the results of the New Hampshire primary. Please join me in welcoming New Hampshire's own radio show host, podcaster, and our boss at IPMNation.com, Matt Connerton. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, like I was uh, saying off air, Tom, I feel like this has been years in the making this moment. <laughs> Wonderful to be here. I've been executive producer for 80 plus episodes. <laughs> Finally, I get my shot on the mic. <laughs> I noticed some things about the uh, the primary results. Uh, the media was talking about this is a this is a big win for Trump, but it really wasn't that big just looking at the results as they were as they were posted uh today as we're as we're recording this trump only beat haley by by nine points uh this is 54 to 43 but with his write-in campaign and doing absolutely nothing uh biden beat uh dean phillips by 45 points 65 to 20 write-in votes that weren't biden got seven percent and it Marianne Williamson, bless her, picked up four picked up four percent of the vote. So more people chose to write in someone other than the twenty some people on the ballot who yeah. you know, weren't Biden or Marianne Williamson. And Marianne Williamson's just she's pretty much near like the, the bottom of the pack uh, yeah. in, in that regard. But but what's your takeaway? I mean, you're obviously you live in new hampshire you, you see what's going on up there you're as close as we're ever going to get to a new hampshire correspondent on this show so what's <laughs> what's your takeaway from uh from uh from the results well first of all i'll just say for the record i i full disclosure i voted for marianne williamson uh really out of selfishness and loyalty uh she was a guest on my show she joined us live in studio and was very generous with her time so uh, that's how I decide who to vote for. If you pay attention to me, I'll vote for you. Um, but, uh, no priorities, you know, I'm an American, you know, a little narcissistic. But, uh, but uh, no, but I did vote for her. Um, I was uh, the only thing truly interesting. I mean, obviously, I knew Trump was going to win. Um, I didn't know by how much New Hampshire, you know, we're, we have a little bit of an independent spirit, although, God, 
there are Trump signs everywhere, um, which is unfortunate. But, um, you know, but no surprise in that he won. It was just a matter of, you know, could Nikki Haley kind of pierce his invincibility and inevitability uh, just a tiny bit. In the end, it's not going to matter. He's I always refer to him as the presumptive, presumptive nominee because <laughs> it's going to be him. Um I, I the the only thing that was a little unpredictable was what, what was going to happen with Biden because obviously not only was he on the ballot but I was on another show and we were talking about this right before the primary and something occurred to me that hadn't occurred to me before I said wait a minute people who are voting who aren't really paying a lot of attention you know casual voters who maybe they're too busy too distracted with life to really pay attention it, who are taking a democrat ballot they're going to be confused if they haven't been following what's going on. They're going to look at that ballot and say, wait a minute, Biden's not even on the ballot. What's going on here? Uh, am I supposed to write him in? How does this work? I thought there was going to be mass confusion over that, um, but there wasn't. And I, I guess, you know, we were pretty in, well informed here. So um, so I figured he'd win. I was angry with him, though, and I've been angry with the DNC uh, as a proud New Hampshire resident in terms of them trying to take our first in the nation primary away again maybe i'm a little selfish and narcissistic but to paraphrase charlton heston i always say you'll 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 take our new hampshire first in the nation primary from my cold dead hands or however that went um <laughs> i guess you could say that about guns too because new hampshire were armed to the teeth but um but uh yeah i mean but, but you know what's sad too at the same time is just knowing that in the end it doesn't matter i mean it's interesting. And, you know, I, I like the New Hampshire primary because it's the one time every four years that the rest of the country kind of says, oh, New Hampshire, that that exists. But um, <laughs> but in the end, it's like no matter what happens, it's going to be Biden versus Trump. You mm -hmm. know, the rematch America doesn't want and yet is absolutely <laughs> determined we're going to have. I know, you know. In the end, it doesn't really none of it and none of it matters that that's what it's going to be. Another thing that struck me was I, I had a little more hope when I saw some of the exit polls coming out of New Hampshire, where it was less of the Republican voting electorate. Uh, believe that Biden was an ill was illegitimately in office as opposed to Iowa. But then when you dig deep yeah. down. You know, who who was mostly voting and giving that opinion and giving that opinion. It was uh, independents and Democrats, Republicans right. voting in a Republican primary were the were the, the minority in that uh, in that instance. So, I mean, really, are Republicans in New Hampshire really different than than Iowa? I, I, I think so. I, I, uh, I mean, there's a lot I could say about that, but then my northeastern elitism will come spilling out of me. But I do think we're, uh, I do think we're, yeah. I'll just say it. I think we're smarter. I think we're better than Iowa uh, in uh, in every measurable way, uh, quite frankly. And uh, but by the way, one of the people who appears on my show regularly is from Iowa, so hopefully he'll see this. But, but at least you, you have used to voting. appear on your show regularly. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll piss off all two of our listeners from Iowa. We can take them. They're going to have a caucus, Tom, and vote against this podcast. That's that's right. Tell him to get in line. All right. That's... <laughs> During his election night speech, Trump seemed so distracted by Nikki Haley's remarks. In fact, my cat has better impulse control when I open a can of cat food. <laughs>
Here's an awkward excerpt of his meandering on election night. And then we do go to South Carolina where we've done really well, where I've done well. We have a great governor and lieutenant governor and great everything because almost every one of them have endorsed me. Two great senators, which is hard. I mean, did you ever think that she actually appointed you, Tim? And think of it, appointed and you're the senator of his state and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. No, it's uh, it's a shame. It's I, a shame. Uh oh. I just love you. No, that's that's why he's a great politician. That's why he's a great politician. I mean, he remarked. Trump remarked that Tim Scott had just gotten engaged. Like, was it? Maybe it was to him. Was what did he say? Uh oh, when when uh, Scott came up up uh, behind him, did he forget who Scott was? <laughs> Might have thought. Who knows, Jeff? Person. We're all in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations on uh, to Tim Scott on his totally authentic engagement. <laughs> the ring is going to be small with the eighty-three million dollar payout. He <laughs> <laughs> eighty-three million to start with. <laughs> Oh, I love how he said in Scott in Scott's press release for his engagement, he said how he he's a shy guy, and of course there was a photographer on the beach to take the picture that they disseminated with the press release release for his engagement, but he's shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like in terms of like if Trump was a comic, like that would be the worst crowd work effort i've ever seen he's definitely the person who's like where are you from seattle that's nice thing <laughs> where, where's my african-american is my african-american here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh there he is Give oh he's behind me it's tim scott wow give it up yeah. for the troops mm-hmm. even though i think they're losers uh hey make sure we put all the people of color behind me so everyone noticed that, that too yeah. uh, seriously Of course, Trump's personality disorders may be alarming to some voters, but that's not willing to deter them and make them change their minds. As we can see in this comment by a New Hampshire voter. I'd rather be with Trump, I guess, just because he's been there. And I know he's a big mouth, but it's, you know, I'd rather (laughs) stick with him. I know my children sulk whenever they come and visit me and they play with uh, a voodoo doll that looks just like me. And I have horrific pains when they stick a needle in it. But I love them when they come to visit so much. What is wrong with people? You know? What is wrong with people? Every time you show these clips, Tom, where it's like, yeah, I'm going with him. Why? Uh, he, I know he's got a big mouth and he keeps uh, repeating himself and he's repeating himself and he's repeating himself, but but he's a good man. He's a God-fearing man. Come on. That's that's a good voice there, Michelle. Is that part Thank of your you. one of your one of your characters? Oh, I have many characters, Jeff. Yeah. We don't have well, enough. We both live in the same area of the state, and that does sound like an an, an amalgam of our neighbors, to be fair. <laughs> I'm making no comment because my neighbors like me so far. <laughs> so far. Ah. Ah. Okay. 
We'll see what happens if Trump does lose, hopefully. They might not like you so much. Oh. Well, I'm worried about what well, I, mean, I don't want to get. That gets really dark. I won't get into it, but I'm just They won't believe he's lost. That's the problem. I, right. Yeah. I want Trump to lose, but I am worried about what, what happens after he loses again. And of course, declares victory and claims it was stolen from him. And, you know, the guns come out. He complained yeah. about the the, ele- the election results in in uh, an election he won. Oh, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then he said he when I ran against Obama, really? In what space time continuum portal have we slipped into? Yeah. <laughs> it was that big presidential campaign on Twitter in 2012. That's what oh, that's what he's okay. thinking of. See, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sympathize. I'm trying to get in his mindset here. I'm yeah. trying to figure out what makes him tick. Really? Really? This is a person who thought that there was a really good air force during the revolutionary war. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> it was in my call of duty game. It rocked. My, uh. My favorite moment was very early in his presidency where he uh, talked about Frederick Douglass and how he continues to do such important work. <laughs> They're BFFs, man. <laughs> that was my favorite. Sure. Nikki Haley's campaign may seem polished and professional when, when you compare it to that of Donald Trump's, but that doesn't mean it's not without gaffes. As we can see in this exchange with a voter during a town hall in Berlin, New Hampshire. What was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? (laughs) I'm sorry? I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. What do you want me to say about slavery? Next question. Oh, my God. Yesterday I was at, last night I was asked about the Civil War and what I think of the Civil War, what was the cause of the Civil War. Of course the Civil War was about slavery. We know that. That's unquestioned, always the case. We know the Civil War was about slavery. But it was also more than that. It was about the freedoms of every individual. It was about the role of government. For 80 years, America had the decision and the moral question of whether slavery was a good thing and whether government, economically, culturally, any other reasons, had a role to play in that. Well, she did seem to be confused geographically. I, I, like, I don't know if Nikki Haley just forgot that, you know, we're, we're a state, you know, we're part of the union up here. 
Now, if, obviously, if if you know she were asked that question in her home state, you know she'd have to give a very nuanced answer because if you're going to win a Republican primary in the South, you you know need to be somewhat racist. But in the <laughs> Northeast, it's okay to be not racist. And we we actually do. Ha- I've met them. I swear to God, we have non-racist Republicans here, or at least not outwardly overtly racist Republicans. What? I think. Um, so you know she could have she could have uh, you know given a better answer. I did pull I didn't pull the clip for the show, but I did see something when she ran for governor in 2010. She gave the same kind of mealy mouth answer that that went on for a long time. Jeez, what an idiot. And and the thing is, too, with how fast the news cycle happens, if you make a big fat screw up, who advised her to bring it up at the next talk she gave? I know. Just you dig know, that hole. She just shut her mouth. And she said, like, don't come at it with an easy question. I'm like the writers of The Simpsons were able to answer it correctly when the immigration yeah. officer says to Apu, just say slavery. Oh, slavery. Okay. <laughs> now, congratulations, yeah. you're a citizen. There you go. <laughs> a cartoon I'm... character got it right, Nikki. Come on. And I'm and so don't... glad you guys noticed. <laughs> And, and and don't try to dance around the subject of owning non-white people in a town called Berlin. Don't you get the <laughs> symbolism of that? <laughs> oh, no. If you want to know if Nikki Haley's slavery remarks or a lack of acknowledgement thereof is enough of an awkward moment in her campaign, there is a possibility that this exchange with a young New Hampshire resident wearing a piece of her campaign merchandise may compete. Hi, sweet girl. How are you? I love your hat. Thank you. What if your guys get to me for free? <laughs> you can tell me which guy that was. But we don't do things for free. I'm glad she doesn't see him right now because he's currently tied up in the trunk of my car right now. <laughs> Little girl, I want to take away your freedom to choose control over your own body, but I'll say it in a high voice and sound cute while I say it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Jeff gets disgusted. <laughs> It's not just Donald Trump trying to throw Nikki Haley's campaign off the tracks, but his surrogates doing so as well, as we can hear in this rant from Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. These are fake numbers. Nikki Haley does not have this much support. She's going to come out and claim that she's rising in the polls. All these fake news media people up here on this platform are going to claim that Nikki Haley is rising in the polls. It's a total, complete lie. Absolute lie. Tonight, Nikki Haley was defeated. The problem is she's going to be dumb enough and she's going to be a fake candidate and she's going to keep going and we're going to destroy her and South Carolina. It's going to be a a complete humiliation. I can't wait to see it happen. Those reporters look like they want to bolt. And what's going to happen next is they're going to get to their car, start it up, and it won't turn over. And they'll be stuck. And it'll just be Marjorie Taylor Greene lumbering toward them, ranting about fake numbers. And they'll just think, God, kill me now. What? (laughs) I, I think if I were in that situation and that happened to me, I would assume at that point that I was already dead and this was hell. 
Uh, it's like I said before, Matt, we are in hell. <laughs> we might all be in hell. Yeah, yeah already. Yeah. Well, what was interesting to me there was her use of the word destroy. I wasn't sure she meant figuratively or literally. At least Nikki Haley wasn't the total long shot in this race. CNN decided to tease this clip of Democratic Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips trying to make his voice heard during that state's of no consequence Democratic primary. Most of the people in the country are going to the Trump rally right now because he's listening to them. No one's asking about this stuff. I'm just frustrated. I hope you understand why I'm getting tired of it. You're doing your jobs, but you're not asking the questions that Americans give a about. Fired up. I'm not even impressed that Dean Phillips managed to throw two CNN anchors off their game and derailed them because now with CNN, that's not difficult to do. Mm. This, yeah. this has nothing to do with politics, but all I could think of when he said that, and they were like, um, all bug eye was the South park. They're going to say shit on television. They're going to say shit on television. Although <laughs> <laughs> for the one to say uh, fired up, that was a little, uh, a little bit of an overstatement. I mean, he didn't seem particularly fired up. He just slipped in a, I mean, Dean Phillips, I, I don't think I've seen him actually fired up, fired up. Have you? He's fired up for a Minnesotan, to be fair. Have, have you seen <laughs> okay. Fair enough, yeah. Now, Matt yeah. was impressive because Matt said, I've never seen Dean Phillips fired up. That means you've seen him. <laughs> well, oh, he's got a... Jeff comes back. <laughs> he, he had a... Uh, actually, uh, his campaign headquarters right in downtown uh, Manchester. I, I would uh, see it every time I was downtown. Never really noticed a lot of, uh, you know, looking in the windows and see a lot going on there. But he had he had the coffee morning, I think, in Iowa or someplace like that where nobody showed up. Is that Iowa or New Hampshire? Oh, no, that that happened here. Yes, I remember that. That happened here. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Poor guy. Yes, I got one. I got one person to show up. Hi, I'm from IPMNation.com. And I was wondering <laughs> if it I, sh I should have gone. I probably could have asked him a question. I, you know, because apparently nobody else was there. You take <laughs> what you can get, like right? A, made him feel yeah. like a real candidate. <laughs> <laughs> no, saying, you don't have to peek in windows, you know. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, I'm used to that. And on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, Polite Kitty, and Matt Connerton. Thank Thanks, you for having Charlie. me. This has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. But before we go, my final thought. With its long-standing first-in-the-nation voting status every election, will there be a chance that the message that New Hampshire voters send helps stop Trump's momentum along the Republican electorate? My complex and well-thought-out answer goes like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you looking for? A message that starts out with a lot of hope but then ends in a soul-crushing journey through the potential minefields that could bring about an authoritarian rule come November? Relax. There's plenty of episodes left this season and plenty of chances for me to do that in future episodes as this campaign season progresses. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Eisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Light Kitty, and guest Matt Connerton. Theme music composed and arranged by your own Vandy Herrick. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. 
Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A.A. Ron is tied up right now. (coughs) Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.